Welcome back to Everyday Elevations, the podcast where we transform ordinary moments into extraordinary outcomes. Today, I have a very special guest and so grateful that she decided to come on to this podcast today. Her name is Dr. Rainy Thanakuti, and I just, so again, so grateful to be on here. For those who may not know you, can you tell my listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and maybe even something unique about your work itself? Yes. Thank you, Jason. It's really an honor to be on your platform, on your podcast. Thank you for this opportunity. I'm very grateful to, for the connection with you and really excited to be here to talk to your audience. So to tell you a bit more about me, okay, I'll try to make it short, Jason, because there's a, it's a long story, but I'll make it short. So I have been a researcher in academia. I have been publishing in international journals for two decades in the areas of stress and well-being. I am also an international inspirational speaker. I am a clinical hypnotherapist, a mouse business life and relationship coach, compassion practitioner, and tarot reader, and astrologer, and chakra practitioner. So this is in a nutshell all that I do. And I also have a podcast like you all, and a YouTube channel, All Amazing You by Dr. Rani Tanakodi. And those channels aim at inspiring and giving hope to people facing some challenging times. And I have also co-authored two books, one with a friend of mine called Susie Dent, and the book is called Bare Naked and Beautiful, where ladies from all over the world, we share our story of having experienced abuse in our lives. And the other book that I co-authored is with Dr. John Gray, the very well-known writer, author from Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And with him, he's my coach. So with him and our 20 other 29 other fellow coaches from Mars Venus Academy, we co-authored books, a book called Love and Coaching. So, and my topic is number four, I think, chapter four is called The Best Investment You Will Ever Make. So I am based in the UK and I am originally born from, I'm originally born in Mauritius, which is a small island in the Indian Ocean. And I've been in the UK for the past 12 years now. So this is a nutshell about who I am, Jason. Love it. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction there. Um, I like to say in a nutshell who you are. There is, there is so much going on. You, you are underselling yourself there. You are the you are a jack of all trades. I have become I have become in learning by getting to know myself. I have discovered so many talents that I didn't know I had. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, very fortunate you're able to discover so many of those talents as well. And I know you're helping so many people out. Um, I did get a chance to listen to your podcast a little bit. I love it. I'm going to keep listening to it. Um, I highly recommend that anybody listening. Check her podcast out as well. 
Um, there'll be links once we release this episode. But I know today, of all times, especially around this time of year, I think connection is such a huge thing. And I know today we're going to be talking about connection. And I'd love to just have you dive right in. Um, I believe you're going to initially talk about the human connection. And then I believe there was four points. I'm not going to take all the thunder away. I just want to <laughs> lead you in and let you talk about the connection, how, how we can connect better. Yes, how we can connect better. You know, it's a very interesting topic, connection. And uh, I think at Thanksgiving, that was a really special time where family gather together and they bond together. But connection is much deeper than that. When we look at connection, it's, it comes from the time that we are born. You know, we are connected to our mother through the umbilical cord. And uh, so that's where our connection starts. We are connected to her, to a human being. And as we grow up, what happens? Situation happens in our life and we disconnect from our family, from our parents. We go to school, we go to university. So we disconnect from our surrounding from our safe environment and we get into the outer world and that's where we get influenced by other things we get influenced by the things around us the media the 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 events around us and that's when we start to disconnect but disconnect uh connection disconnection it starts to happen also from our family environment you know because not every family environment is functional. What I mean is not every family environment is healthy. And if a child is in a very dysfunctional family where there is abuse, where there is uh, the parent can't, commit, can't tune into the feeling of the child, the child will definitely feel alone. The child will start to feel that they are they do not belong to this place. They do not belong to this family. The child will feel that love is not available. So these are the things that I have noticed with every of my clients, Jason. When they come for sessions, because when people come for sessions for healing, it is all to do with the disconnection that they want to reconnect. When they come for healing, it's about connecting with themselves again. So connection is such an important aspect of our life because it helps to make us feel safe when we are connected, when we bond, like when you bond with your family at, at Thanksgiving, at Christmas, you feel safe. You feel you are in a safe environment. And we are not meant to be alone. We are meant to be together. And when we are connected, it's a very important thing is we feel love. So when we think of connection, it's about love that we share among each other. And that's very important. Do you mind if I jump in really quick here? (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. Um, Just because something you said triggered some of my own personal memories and feelings and everything. And so I grew up kind of, I don't want to say traumatic childhood, but in all essence, it was like I had a, and a uh, verbally and physically abusive stepmother. And she kind of, she did a number on me. Um, 
And it's interesting that we're talking about connection because until right in this moment, I didn't really think too much about this. So I lived with my dad and my stepmom at the time growing up. And now my dad and I aren't super connected. Like I love my dad. He's a great guy, but I always felt like he wasn't mm-hmm. there for me. How for other parents, maybe have something similar. Like I don't think my dad ever saw that abusive side of my stepmom. So he never really knew. He only heard what his seven, eight year old, nine year old son was saying. You only take so much of that with into stock, which I understand. I was crazy little kid in the first place. So but how would somebody as a parent maybe help I'm trying to figure out how to word this, help to reconnect that that feeling? Um, how do they correct that issue? Because especially if they if they didn't find out till much later on that there was a disconnect. Like I didn't tell my father there that I had any of these feelings probably until a couple of years ago. Yes. I think that's a great question, Jason. Because how to connect with a child, it really depends on the parent because all of us, all the parents, everybody on this earth, we have had some kind of trauma at some point in our life. So if we do not heal from these traumas, we we are going to wound other people and we will not be able to connect. So I believe that to be able to connect with another human, it is important first, I would say, to heal ourselves. It can be little traumas or big traumas, but they do impact on our behaviors, on how we react to things. So if we want to connect better with a child, we have to look within ourselves first. Start the healing process, I would say. But if a parent is, because you have, you have people who have different, we have different level of trauma. Some people have small traumas. It's not major, anything major. But some people have big ones like yours, like being abused. I experience abuse, physical, sexual abuse as well. So these are bigger traumas. You have accidents. These are big traumas. But you have little ones. But those people who have little traumas, they are less wounded. They are wounded, but less. So they can ease they can more easily build connection with children. They would be in tune. They would understand the feeling. But those with deep traumas, any adult or child with a deep trauma, they cannot connect with another individual. They find it themselves, they feel isolated. So they need to start working and healing those wounded parts. of Because trauma I like what Gabor Mate said. I, I'm sure you would have encountered Gabor Mate's work. He said, trauma, it's trauma, it's not what happened to us, but it is what happened inside of us. You know, it's the what we keep inside that we couldn't express. It's not not only the event, but the emotions that we hold on after the event is over. And also trauma happens when there is no one here to comfort us in that moment that that event happened. And I'm sure you it happened to you, like I know it happened to me, that the time of those events, there was nobody there. And even after those events, nobody for who could listen with a compassionate ear to me. And that stays in the body. 
And, doc- and Dr. Gabo Mate says, when the body says no, because the body would keep that in the cells of the body, the trauma. Or Dr. Bessel van der Kock, his other book say, um, he's got another book, which is, he's got his book, which is uh, the body keeps the score. Yes. So if you have a chance, everybody, have a look at this book, this book by these two great authors. There's Peter Levine, Dr. Peter Levine. These are great, great books for anybody to work on their healing journey, heal their trauma. Yeah, because we are all here to heal ourselves and to become whole again, because we can become whole. Thank you so much for that. I love that. Um, looking to see maybe offline, if you can send me the, um, the titles of those books with the authors, this way I can post that too. And of course, get the books definitely, for myself. Definitely. <laughs> I really recommend you to read those books. These are amazing, amazing people. Oh, it will change your life, those books. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. But thank you for helping explain that a little bit too, because it's one of the things where I've always had a hard time reconnecting with my father, because I don't know that he really understood the effects of what happened. Because as far as he knew, he was just trying to provide for his family. He had a job where he worked six days um, on the road and seven days home. So seven days home, everything was fine. Six days is when she was in control. So. But it's now about us taking responsibility for our lives, you know. It's about us healing ourselves. If you have a partner who is very kind and compassionate, that would help you to heal those wounds because that person can listen. Or if, And also it's important to see somebody, a therapist, who can help you go deeper because as you go deeper and understand the root cause, when you get the understanding as an individual, it is like, in hypnotherapy, Marisa Pia always tells us understanding is power. Because when you get that understanding, you can let it go. You are, you are ready to let it go. So that's why it's important to anybody, I would say, to find somebody that a therapist that you find can understand you, because that's very important as well. Not everybody would understand your trauma because. If they haven't go, gone through that kind of issue, they wouldn't understand. So I think it's very important to find the right person, the right therapist to help you to go into that so that really you, you have a compassionate person here. And when you have that compassionate person that is there to hold your hand through that journey as you go deeper, that is really life-changing, Jason. I can tell you, I have experienced that. I had so many layers of my trauma were very, very deep. And going, having a therapist, having a coach to be there for me and having friends, supportive people as well. You know, you can build those connections in those communities where you have people that have gone through similar issues. It's not about always talking about it it's about healing together you know because talking is okay you can talk for a while because talking it's good to vent it out you can write it as well people write books like i've shared it in the books in different books so that helps as well in the healing but also now it's about letting go of those of those emotions inside so that you can move forward at the same time 
because when you have the trauma in, uh, emotions stuck in the body, because trauma is stuck emotions in the body, it's difficult because when you are experience trauma, it's like your whole nervous system is dysregulated because your body wants to protect. So when your nervous system is dysregulated, you cannot even think ahead. I know that I was there. I could not, Jason, think of the five years, three years. I could only think of how I'm going to survive the next day. Because trauma keeps you in a survival, a fight, a flight, or a freeze mode. Yes. So as you heal from that, then you can see the light at the end. You see that there is light because in trauma, you cannot see anything. You just sit with the pain inside and you, you don't know how to get it out. Uh, thank you so much for that clarification on there. I am curious though, just because I know there's a lot of people who struggle to search for the right therapist. Now, I know you said look for somebody who maybe dealt with what you've dealt with, um, what you're going through. Is that something that's commonly advertised? Like, let's say if I'm looking at somebody for all intents and purposes, we're going through Google, look at their website. Would most therapists kind of list off what they've dealt with? Or are you talking about in terms of their experience of therapy? Because I'm trying to just understand a little bit more how, how we would connect on that. Yes. Sometimes you can find those therapists on their website. They do mention it, that they, they, they write their story, they share their story, but not all the time. Sometimes you can find it in books as well as you read somebody's book. Like I share it in my book. I felt more comfortable sharing it in my book. But you have to connect with them first, I would say. Connect with them, have a first encounter, and they will tell you, and you would feel, you need to feel comfortable in their presence. You need to feel safe in their presence so that you can open up. And that's very important. It's very often just looking at a picture you wouldn't know until you start talking to the person, you know, you build that connection. That's why the power of connection is so important. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Thank you so much for the clarification on yep. that. I know we're talking about human connection, but I believe you were going to talk a little about um, the healing power of connection as well. Does that kind of go hand in hand with, well, I don't want to take your thunder, I'll just let you go ahead and talk about it. Yes, the <laughs> healing power of connection. Absolutely. We've covered that a bit. The healing power of connection. Yes. So. Connection really helps us to heal, you know, when we are in connection with people who understand us, people who get us, it definitely helps us to heal faster than he, than if you sit alone with your pain, it would take you more years than being in a community or in with a group of people who have experienced similar issues because they would give you the right tool to help you to get out of this, to help you to go deeper within yourself. So I would say sharing our stories as well helps in the healing. So we can talk on podcasts. We can do, people can do it on, like you and I, we have podcasts. So we invite people to come and share. And some people can write it as well, Jason. They can have a keep a journal and journal every day what they feel. So some people told me that this has helped them. I know a gentleman I met a year ago 
it, I told him how I saw him. It's been a few years since the pandemic. I didn't see him. And when I saw him last year, I say, how come you feel like more open, more calm? He say, I journal every day. I reflect on myself every day. And he said that helped him a lot in healing himself, in understanding himself. So that is another way. So journaling, what we can do also is build communities, I think. Building communities, like having support groups, having groups of people that we know have similar things that we can. But it's not only talking about that, but also it's about finding ways to regulate our nervous system, like doing courses would help as well to build those connections because as you do courses, you will meet like-minded people and you will start to hear their stories. And so that would help to build the connection and help you to heal on your journey. So you all, we all heal together. We help each other because no man is an island. We need each other to heal and we heal faster in the presence of hum another human being. So that's why connection is so important because in this world we have, we can easily be disconnected because, you know, there is so much pressure in society, so much unrealistic expectations that we have to, to have great jobs. So we have to perform and do well and have great grades and be successful for the gentlemen, for the women, they need to have careers, they need to be slim, they need to be beautiful. So it's a lot of pressures and that make us feel disconnected because we invest in these external things and these external things are only temporary. You know, you achieve, 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 but how much money will you make? But inside, I see so many people, they have a lot of money, but they are so, uh, so sad inside. I don't mean that money is bad, but money is important. It's so important. But you can't keep on achieving. If you are achieving so much, there is a need as a child that was not cared for. It could be that as a child, you didn't have any parent that praised you. So in order to show that you can achieve, you work and overwork. I used to do that, Jason. I can relate to that. You know, as a child, when we find that our family environment are too busy and we start as children to react in four different ways, we either start to, either we start to play the role of the sick, sick child so we get sick so that we get the attention, we get the love. Or we start to play the role of the carer to our family members. We try to be nice to them. We look after their needs so that we get the attention. Or we play the role of the rebel child, where we do everything in excess. We scream to get everybody's attention. Or we play the role of the perfect child, where we try to get the great, good grades. We work hard. So we might have played a few of these roles in order to get, to feel the connection that we lost from our family. Oh, I can definitely tell you I was the rebel child. I, I was really fun to deal with growing up. 
well, it's not I'm, your I'm fault. Very you know, you know, it is not your fault. It is the family conditioning that have made you become like that. You know, so your way of trying to trying to belong to that family. So you had to develop some coping mechanism to help you survive, and that's why you acted like. Oh, absolutely, hundred percent agree. Now we were talking about connection here and you mentioned all these pressures from society one of the things that's really been on my mind especially with me getting ready to have a son is how social media and technology is so prevalent in our society and how it's so how it takes this level of disconnect away from kids like you you see kids we well not even kids you see adults walk around the street faces yes. in their phones I'm sh- like they're not really present anymore i know me growing up i was outside all the time i didn't have we didn't have cell phones that, that, that is going to make me sound older than what I really feel like I am. But the Miami vice, big walkie talkie cell phones. I was around when those yeah. first came out. I didn't have one, but like now you see everyone walk around these things. I'm kind of curious, like how do you, besides just limiting like children's time on devices, which is what a lot of my friends and family members do um, for their kids is just, they give them a certain amount of time. Like, I don't want to say necessarily protect, but educate them on the unrealistic nature of social media and its uh, role in their psyche and how, how it's just not something that's like people show their picture perfect world versus what the reality is behind the scenes, how they got to these spaces. Yes, I think we it's interesting because people have become so consumed by it, by social media. You know, social media is not a bad thing. If you do a little bit of it, but if you are 24, almost like most people I can see now on the bus, on social, on their mobile, they don't even look at you on the street. They walk like that with their mobile on in, on their face. They can't even hit you. They, they are not looking where they are walking. It's like, I would say it be, it's becoming an addiction. Social media is an addiction. It is. It is the society that created that. So has created, made us become addicted to social media. And addiction, it's a kind of pain that we are not able to express. And that we use addiction, social media, to forget about our personal issue. So like, I would say, what people can do, I would say, is Understand that social media is important, yes, to, to some level, but not to be consumed by it. It is important to use it when we need to, when we get need an information. Watch. There are some great things that I've seen on social media, you know, some great videos, some podcasts, and they have helped, social media have helped us to be connected in some way to knowledge more than ever before. Which is, which is great that this knowledge that we have on YouTube, we didn't have 20 years ago. I wouldn't have met these great people, I tell you. I met Gabor Mate, I met Ekotol, I met Deepak Chopra. I even met them in person. But through social media, I got to know them. So this has been an incredible technology. But I think we have to know that Doing, overdoing anything in life becomes an addiction. So overdoing social media, then we have to start to think, 
why am I, what am I trying to hide here being on social media if I am on social media 24-7? Because I know so many people, they feel so isolated, they go to social media and it doesn't help them because they become addicted to it and they don't want to go out. They become more isolated and this creates more anxiety. So I think it's about us becoming aware, becoming being able to discern for ourselves that Yes, we can use it. There is a time and a place, but always remember that social media, it is just, it is just a, how do you say, a compute, like a computer, but we need more than that. We need each other to connect. It's okay to connect with it sometimes, but the human connection, what it creates, it creates the love for each other, you know? Because social media doesn't give us love. It, it just gives us a few seconds. But when we are with other people, with people in the community, it's like the human connection is like, you can't explain it. Like I can't, if I replace you with a robot, it's so different the interaction. It won't be the same. But with you, I see your eyes. I see your head nodding, you know, it's like have I get validated, you validate what I'm saying, and it's like it's it it brings us together. I definitely there is an energy that that is exchanged when we connect with each other. Definitely there is energy exchange. But with a robot, you don't have energy exchange. It's just a one-way traffic. You give or you just look and that's it. It's just a one-way. It's like there is no emotion with the social media. And having emotions, being able to express emotions with each other, it's extremely important. Interesting. Thank you so much for the clarification on that. Would you say that the human connection can help people to become more present in their moment too? The reason I reference that is because I'm just going to use a vacation example. We, my fiance, went on our baby moon a few months back and we were on this beautiful little boat ride, had a nice little dinner and just a whole bunch of people are not really in the moment. They're just snapping their, their pictures all over the place. I'm like you're not even looking around to see all the beauty that is actually around you. And so as soon as you mentioned technology and social media before this, uh, like during the, our conversation here, I was like, Ooh, I was like, I can picture so many moments in time where I feel like people are missing opportunities can connect not, not just with the humans around them, but to the world to around the nature, them you know, we have connection with mm -hmm. nature to humans, to animals. We don't look around. It's like, it's, but we forgot and we lost connection with ourselves. We, you know, on social media, we disconnect with our, with who we are. What are we here for? Because you find so many people asking that question. What do I do? What is my purpose in life? But they have been so disconnected from who they really are, from being, what is it that they should be doing? They can't find it outside. They have to dig inside. They have to connect with nature. They have to connect with the beauty that is around us, you know, of Mother Earth, of the universe. This gives us deeper connection because we are all one part of this whole universe. So we need to connect with all these different parts that is part of us as well, because we come 
we are particles of the earth, of this universe, of all these planets. We are, our body is made of all these particles. So, but we have forgotten that we have become so distracted by other things, by social media, by mobile, by, by the news, by everything else, by trying to copy somebody. You know, so many people nowadays, they like to copy celebrities and, and then they start to feel bad about themselves. They feel they are not enough. They feel that they are empty inside because the outside world will not give us that connection. They will give us a connection for a few minutes, but then we feel empty. So we have to connect with ourselves. We have to make the effort and look within ourselves and start to appreciate who we are. I think the connection starts by us appreciating who we are, by loving ourselves. I think it's very, very important. Building that connection with ourselves first, finding the time for ourselves to do the things we like, finding the time to prioritize ourselves, because as we give ourselves more time, we will have more energy, more love to give to others. Because the greatest love, Oscar Wilde said, the greatest romance that will ever exist is about loving yourself first. Because when your cup is full, then you are ready to open up and to give to everybody around. And that's when the transformation happens. When we transform, it creates a ripple effect of people around us as well. They will so the connection, it starts us connecting with our needs, with our emotions, you know, the emotions that we have suppressed, start to look at them and start to connect with our body. You know, Jason, we disconnect with our body. We think that our body is not important. We don't pay our attention to our emotions. So it's about really paying attention to if we are feeling angry, then give, give the body some time, some kindness at that moment. I think it's very important to be present for ourselves. And that would help us connect with our to connect with ourselves, to find purpose, to find joy, to find abundance, but to connect with others as well. And that will help us to have that abundant life that everybody's looking for. It's not outside. I remember I read that book, The Alchemist. I'm sure you have encountered it, but Paolo. It's a very well-known book. And that little boy in that book, he was searching for the treasures everywhere. <laughs> he went from country to country searching for the treasure. And one day somebody told, and then he realized, I can't remember the story that well, but I remember he realized at the end that somebody told him that the treasures are not in all these countries that he's been. He has to look within himself. That's where the treasures are. It's been the one of the first book I read in, I think, 2008-2009. And now I realize that book talk about connecting with ourselves, looking inside ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I've heard of the book. I haven't read it, but now I'm going to go pick it up or possibly look yeah. at an Audible book because I love to multitask and have an Audible book is super convenient for me. But I love that. I love the fact that I think deep work is so underrated and it's something that I didn't realize until more recently. We've kind of 
talked about this offline. And I didn't realize how important it was for me to work on myself internally. If I'm, if I'm going to sit there and be the right example for audience members, for my kid, for my family, if I want to reach these varying levels and degrees of success that I want to in my life, however that looks, I really haven't determined. I'm, I'm more of a go with the flow kind of guy at this point in my life. But to do that deep work is so critical. And I don't think I really understood that until, like I said, the past couple of months. So I love the fact you talked so in depth about this. It's been an amazing conversation. There's so many wonderful nuggets to take away from this. I'm going to have to go back, rewatch this, take some notes. The unfortunate part about doing the interview on the spot is I can't take notes while doing that. <laughs> so I just got to go walk, watch it back and like write notes down afterwards. Um, but I loved our conversation. I always like to, even though we're getting ready to um, get closer to the wrap up time here, I always love to give um, you the opportunity to, if there's anything else you want to touch on, um, anything that maybe you didn't get a chance to speak on yet, please, please, please go ahead. Right. Thank you so much. It's been really, really wonderful being on your podcast and sharing with your audience. And I would like to say to the audience today that wherever you are on your journey, it's never too late to start to work on yourself because as you work, you do the inner work, as you heal from all those wounds, you will become whole again. You will feel alive again. You will feel joyful life. And it is like, you being reborn. So doing all the work is so worth it. I would say invest in yourself because I know it's the end of the year, all the Black Friday deals and everything. So please, everybody, buy things and start investing in yourself. Buy books, buy personal development courses. I did that a lot. And I would tell you, I have changed completely the person who I was three years ago. I am very more content with myself and I enjoy myself. I can connect with others. So the best investment you can make is invest in yourself first. I don't mean clothes only, but invest in personal development, in learning, because life is about learning and growing. Because if you stop learning, you start growing and you start to die because you have to keep your mind busy. The mind has to keep learning and growing and learning about positive things because the, because, um, the rule of the mind is the, it's about the pictures we make in our mind and the words we say to ourselves. So put good pictures in your mind because the pictures in your mind would create your life and say good things to yourself as well. So praise yourself and say good things to yourself. Because those two things, your mind will give you the life that you desire. You are the manifester of your life. I was talking to my client yesterday and we were talking about manifestation, that we are the magician of our life. God has given us all the tools and it's up to you now, up to each one of us to discover those talents so that we can live an abundant life. There is abundance for everybody. There is no scarcity. Everybody can have everything. but. There are only few who do the work. 
you know, you have to be consistent in doing the work. Have a routine, I would say to everybody. Every morning, have a routine when you get up. Don't just go get up and suddenly you get up, your alarm clock rings and you run to the shower. No, take the time in the morning to connect with yourself. That's the best time of the day. And spend a good amount of time doing that. Because as you do that, you are reprogramming your mind to think good things, to give you the life that you desire. And that's the best time to do that every morning. I never used to do that, Jason. But doing that, having a routine in the morning of personal development, it is life-changing. So I would tell the audience, invest in yourself. And I've got my book. It is, you can start from here. It is called Love and Coaching. So you can get my book on my website. Uh, it's uh, Dr. D.R. Rani, R-A-N-I, Thanakodi, T-H-A-N-A-C-O-O-D-Y.com, or my other website, which is, the book is there on the Mouse Venus Coach Rani.com. So you would see the book there. You can get the e-copy. It is cheaper than on Amazon. And you can also contact me for a free personal evaluation. And I would help you to evaluate where you are in your life now so that you can have a great year 2024. So because you only when you know where you are now that you can move ahead, you know, it's like first on your mobile, you you on your GPS, you have to put your location of where you are now. And now that you've put your location, then you can put where you are going. Then it will give you the destination. So I would give all of you that free gift to a 30 minutes evaluation. And I would love to connect with you. And I would say to all of you, stay connected to each other. It's the time to stay connected, to build connections. And this is how we are going to thrive all together. So life is about Growing, evolving all together, not by yourself. You are never alone. And connect with anybody if you need anything. Know that you are not alone in your issue that you are facing. And there are people there to help. And I wish, like to wish you as well a Merry Christmas, everyone. And a very Happy New Year. And May 2024 be a year of abundance, a year of growth, a year of transformation in your life and in the life of your so thank you very much. Uh, thank you so much. And yes, please, please, please take advantage of that offer. Um, you will not regret it. I know I'm going to be signing up here too. Um, excited, excited to chat with you one more time after this, at least one more time. <laughs> Jason, I look forward to seeing you. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I like to end my interviews with a couple questions here. Um, influenced by like Jay Shetty and them. I love how they end things with interviews, uh, interviews with questions. So one of my favorite ones is if you could have any superpower possible, what would your superpower be? Any superpower? It's interesting you ask that question because we have all the superpowers that we need. <laughs> I have realized that as we start to tap into ourselves, and we discover our gifts. We have all these powers, whether it's about manifestation, whether it's attracting abundance. And if I had that superpower, I think what I would like is, let me make it more simple. 
is to be able to how do I don't know to levitate and go from one place to another without having to catch a plane. Like I can move my body and go. How do you transportation? Self transportation. Yeah, I would like to have that power. Uh, that's actually the one that I choose every time too. I, I, it's so fascinating when I ask this question. I love this question just because the, it's never the same response. I always get something different each time. And so I love the fact that the first thing you went with is, hey, we already have our superpowers and I'm so fortunate that I already have mine and I know that it's within me. Um, but I also love that you added one on because who doesn't want to travel for free and go wherever they want at the yeah, on the speed of time, you <laughs> could travel. Zoop, I would be in your country with you in a few seconds. You know how amazing that would. But I think people will be able to do that in the future as people move to higher level of consciousness, and that's why it's so important to work on ourselves. Definitely, I was watching, reading something. They say in 50, 20, in twenty fifty, people will be able to do that. Yeah. Interesting. I did not realize that. All right. Well, I have one more question. I want to be conscientious of your time as well, because I'm sure you're a busy person. But I have one more question for you. What is your favorite go-to quote? My favorite quote is, right. Mm, I think that's a really good one. Let me see if I've got a quote around and I'll share that with you. My favorite one. I've got so many, Jason. I know it's a loaded yes. question, so it's kind of the fun of asking and put you on the spot to think of which, which is one that I can use because most people have Yeah, multiple. I think this one is a great one. It's about just like the sun and the moon shine at their own time, you are here to shine your own light. All right. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm going to go back, listen to this, write that down. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Well, I I absolutely love this interview. I had so much fun. I learned so much. Like I said, I'm going to go back and watch this multiple times because there's so many nuggets I get to take away from this. I hope listeners will listen to this multiple times as well. I'm sure they will. Um, thank you so much for being so generous with your time and for reaching out and for discussing human connection, especially at this time of year. I know there's a lot of people who are missing that. And I think it's going to be very, very helpful for them. I'm so grateful that you came on to my podcast here. I wish you the best holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, Happy New Year. I wish you nothing but abundance in 2024. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be with you and with your audience. And I wish the very best to all of you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Very, very grateful. Thank you. 